Shalom, everyone. Welcome again to the upper room um, where we loose and bind biblical topics and we have a area to uh, converse, debate, and to put out our thoughts and feelings with regards to a whole variety of uh, biblical subjects. Um, again, um, like, subscribe, get involved with the comments, get as interactive with it as you like. Um, much appreciate the time that you've taken to, to be with us once again. Um, it's nice to be back with the bread and butter, with the foundation of the upper room. Um, and our guest for today is, uh, well, definitely not a stranger to the upper room, probably uh, racking up some credits with regards to appearances. But uh, as I've said before, you've got to give the people what they want. And so without further ado, Shalom. Shalom. Thanks for having me back, Darren. Yeah, happy to be back and just thought I would... Um, just uh, say special thank you for the most recent podcast. Um, I know it was, um, it, it went down really well in terms of um, it was requested. People enjoyed the conversation. I mean, the comments were like amazing. I know it's blessed so many people and there's, you know, probably so many testimonies from it. And yeah, just want to say thank you and uh, look forward to uh, diving deep into another deep topic tonight. There's, so there's, buckle there's, up. There's no other topics, but but deep ones um yeah i mean again we're we're a small outfit comparatively um in terms of uh other ministries and online presence um but we are genuinely really grateful for those that are invested and i've, I've often referred to the the little pocket in youtube like if if it's sub an amount of people like normally it's it's a good little area to be in we're not dominated by ma metrics by any means but at the same time we can't help but take notice that um, when things are popular or, or th things do have a great response. And that uh, last podcast was by far like the the most watched, the quickest viewed, the most interactive with regards to comments. So um, it's not so much about the results of the metric at all. It's, it's, it's indicative of uh, a subject that people were like wanting to hear and mm -hmm. talk about. And I know obviously Bexley said that there was a reluctance uh, with regards to doing it, but clearly, uh, you know, where the, where the flesh is weak, the spirit's willing. Yeah. Um, again, shout out to Sammy. Like, what a debut. Hallelujah. That was awesome. Um, but with that being said, um, we are about to go into a, another subject and topic. Yet again, I'm not familiar with, um, but that's part of the enjoyment. So, Bex, if you'd be so kind to just give us the, uh, the title and, and the topic of what we'll be discussing today. Yeah, sure thing. Today, uh, I'd like to be speaking about um, the covenant of commitment and the the power that our words, the the power of our words when we say "I do" to the to the heavenly Father. Um, I've been on this walk ten years now. It's just absolutely crazy that ten years has flown by, and it has been a complete sanctification process. It has um, been a gradual process and I, ha I, have, I have grown through my walk. If people would have known me at the start, you know, it's just crazy the things that the Lord's had to strip away from me. Um, and I'm just so grateful that I am here today because we know that there's a roaring lion out there that seeks to devour and pull people off, um, off of this walk. You know, um, a, a thing that I realized was, you know, Yeshua has been crucified. The feasts, you know, for the most part, they've been fulfilled. The, there's... All the enemy can do now is pull the beloved away from getting and finishing the race. And we know that um, it was prophesied by the Messiah 
that in the end days, um, people will fall away from the path. They will go astray. Um, they will um, deny the Messiah. And, you know, it sounds like that would never be me. But, you know, Peter said it would it would never be him. So, you know, he denied the Messiah. Thankfully, he was forgiven and he went on to do amazing, amazing things. So that's my real passion is to pull people from a ditch you know if you're if you're wandering right now if you're feeling convicted if you're if you're like um slipping back backsliding I want to put the fire back in the body of Christ um that the Lord's put that on my heart to really pull people from the fire because we all know that um fires don't start a massive wildfire doesn't start by um a massive wildfire it starts by one bush one match can strike a massive wildfire and that's all it starts in our flesh one little thing one little seed of doubt and before we know it, we can be on a slippery um road back into sin and back into um yeah backsliding so yeah i would just want to speak about some serious you know biblical examples how we can learn from israel um ancient israel and, and their backsliding and talk about what to look out for in the body and different spirits and what can lead to apostasy and stuff there's so much written in the gospels that you know we wouldn't even when we come on the walk it's not something that you ever think you're going to go and study. I'm just going to go and safeguard myself in case I ever fall off this walk. Because right. you come on this walk with fire. You think you're going to be on it forever. You think you're going to be on fire forever. But slowly the trials come and you can be worn down. So I want to kind of speak about some of the things to look out for um, in the Gospels. I mean, Paul, Timothy, Peter, Jude, they speak about some amazing things to look out for. So kind of want to go into them and, you know, put the flame in, in the body of Messiah so to not be deceived by this one, you know? Massive. Um, yeah, no light matter at all. Um, you're absolutely correct when you first, not even when you're first, but for a long time, you think you're impenetrable. You think yeah. that there, there's no way that you'd fall away, that you, you're just like, you're so solid. Um and then you say uh, it, it can be the smallest thing can can take you back. Um, I, I think in the context of uh, commitment and covenantal uh, elements to the faith, it's like when you go into a, uh, a a deeper area, it can be tempting to go back to uh, your old ways or to, to, to your flesh because it's more comfort comforting. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately you know it can be uh, a precedent for believers to to find solace in in things that aren't um yeah aren't well uh, sinful basically so um that sounds uh, amazing and um yeah look forward to getting into it so where where are we gonna start where are we gonna start well i was thinking like where do you start just start with like the serious examples the serious rebuke but you know galatians um we've been studying the book of galatians and it's been absolutely amazing to do so um and he warns at the end um paul warns he says if you're going to give some a someone a rebuke if you're in the spirit which I do believe that this this topic has been in the spirit because we've been praying and it's it just come and Joe's confirmed it in so many of his teachings and so is Jack. And um, it says not to do it in a harsh way, but to come with a gentle spirit. So I think it's about starting um, like what is a, com a covenant and what is um, what happens when we say I do to the father. Right. Um, a covenant is something that um, it, it's lifelong. It isn't just, f you know, for a season when we say that we live, we're living for the Messiah, we're being dead to, s to sin, we want it, we're born again. It's not something that, you know, we can just change our mind on. 
um it's 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 a very serious covenant you know we know even when you get married and you sign the the, the declaration to um the government and your vows before god you know it, it's still the end it's still the very end but you know there's a scripture where it says not even even death can separate us from the love of the father and you know yes i believe that means like he's going to love us always no matter what we go through and we there is like grace in, in all things grace and mercy but we have to live for him like we're going to be living in the kingdom because if we um, are to go back to our old ways, it's like they were supposed to be gone in the waters of baptism, you know? So even death isn't going to pull us away from the Father. We're going to be having to live for him now. How are we going to live? If we can't live for him now, how are we going to live for him in the second life for eternity, right. you know? So it's like it's me and Joe saying, yeah, we're married, but I'm not doing anything that he asks me. I'm not spending any time with him. I'm just basically reverting back to my life as I was as a single woman mm. it's it it wouldn't be a happy marriage and I it wouldn't last basically you know there's only so long that you can you know pretend that you are living for the father when you're not so yeah just just like the reminder that when we do get baptized it isn't just um something to do to be part of a social club you know it's not something that we can do to be go somewhere on a saturday or be invited to go for like a big party and camping every once a year and they're all amazing amazing benefits of being part of the body of christ and of being part of baptized and being part of a fellowship but they're like not add-ons but you know it comes first that we have to die daily it says um pick up your cross uh crucify the flesh daily mm. you know it, it's a daily battle so yeah just kind of starting um in the, in that area really and that it's not it's forever as our yeah. sister bever we says are some people jumping in the water like it's a pool party <laughs> and it's like it's not a pool party right. you know it's it's a very serious commitment that we do when we say i do to the father and it's more than forever it's it's more than even to death it's like beyond death you know right and that's um that's um such an integral element to um studying the torah and doing the the the, the torah portions uh because it's uh, it's one of those I find where the covenantal nature of the faith gets revealed in a uh, more emphatic and a deeper way. Like the longer you go um, into it, to the point where you see how covenantal um, everything is. That's why you know it's very sp specific about you know don't make your vows and uh, onto the Lord. Yeah. Let your yes be yes and no be no. Um, and I think that's part of the. Uh, uh, the difficulty with baptism and this kind of, uh, I guess, westernized um, version of Christianity, like, yeah, get baptized, make disciples, right? But what does that really mean to make a disciple? It's it's a commitment. It's, a, you know, even the nature of a, a covenant is, is to cut. It's, it's, yeah. it, there's blood involved. It, it's, a, it's a lifetime commitment. And so when you put it in that context just off the bat when you're talking about marriage, yeah. uh, and again, we can go into so much detail about the 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 assimilation of marriage and, and the covenantal relationship with Yah, um, the, the word that comes to, to mind the most strongly, it isn't necessarily saying, well, I've fallen back into my sin and I'm backsliding. It's it's infidelity. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the key because when you're speaking about your, your wife or your husband, your spouse, it's it's uh, all, of, all of that negligence uh, in your relationship can just uh, seem maybe inconsequential initially, but it does lead to infidelity of sorts. So um, that's that's 
what highlights for me what a covenant is it's faithfulness and a, and a commitment to to your declaration that's it you know all throughout the scriptures um the heavenly father talks about how he divorced israel because of their continual adultery continual backsliding turning away from the ways that he he taught them so again it is it's it is infidelity it's adultery it's it's going back to the to the old man um here's a scripture from um jeremiah if a man divorces his wife and she goes from him and becomes another man's wife will he return to her would not that land be greatly polluted you have played the whore with many lovers and would you return to me so the father is like oh he, he, it grieves him you know and it grieves me to see people that have come on this walk being on fire to just slip back into their old ways and you know it's it's not from it's it's not my battle anymore once they choose to do that you know and, and they don't follow counsel and you've give them warning um and they go back it's like oh it, it breaks my heart and that's how the father sees it so yeah you're right it is it's breaking do serious wedding vows do you think there's um and I, i'm sure you know you don't have to go into much detail about it but with regards to like that kind of um uh, atypical you know you've been married x amount of time you maybe have give, taken things for granted uh, in your partner and, and in your life and then all of a sudden you're like oh we need to like take this back to yeah. day one again like we really need to evaluate how we're seeing it like our renewal it, do, you, do you think that that's synonymous with the faith as well where you can get to like three years five years ten years however long and you're like oh I've I'm actually lukewarm or I, I've grown cold like yeah. what's what's going on yeah I think the father gives us um specific like years for things as well you know he in the uh, gospels Yeshua gives the parable of the fig tree and he says the fig tree has three years to grow um and if it doesn't bear fruit by the third year it will be cut off and for me that's like wow you know if we don't bear fruit for his kingdom, we're at, we're at massive risk of being cutting off because at the end of the day, if you are on the walk, you're attending certain things, but you're not bringing fruit and you're not growing, the you, you're ultimately can, you're weighing other people down. Right. You know, the, we all live in such a community and um, all it takes is one person to be researching a certain thing or be led in a certain way. And before you know it, there's five other people being led in the same way. So the father has to step in and, and, and act and say, like, this is not fruitful to my camp anymore. Like, you're out, basically. Right. That's not saying that, you know, there isn't um, hope for them in the future because, you know, the Father has always um, given us grace and mercy and teaching us. And sometimes we have to be humbled to, to realize and go, wow, that, w that was a slippery slope there. So I'm not saying that people are um, completely gone because it's not till the very end, is it? That, you know, right. we've all got a chance for repentance every single day. And that was part of the podcast today because, you know, on over the past 10 years, there's been a lot of people that we've seen on this walk that we've done the feast wave, we've done Passover wave, and it's like Passover, it says like, you have to be in the covenant to do the, the Passover is like a serious covenant or you know it's not the Passover however to recognize you know with the foot washing is like that's like covenantal he only f he only washed like the disciples feet he didn't wash everybody else's feet it was right. like the elect ones that were chosen you know and there's people probably feet that people have washed that aren't carrying on with this walk anymore so my prayer is that people 
you know, they this reaches them and they do honestly f- feel it and they reevaluate their life and test the fruit. You know, mm. test Yeshua constantly says, test the fruit and if you will know it's of me, then then that's you know, I can't remember the exact scripture, but we have to test the fruit in people's lives and is it matching up with the fruits of the spirit in Galatians or the fruits of the flesh, you know? Right. Yeah. And it's um one indication that I would always um, suggest when we're talking about the, the these areas of be it backsliding or um, and, and even for the uh, sake of clarity and definition, apostasy is is yeah. denial of Messiah, right? Yeah, um, which can be, uh, I guess, in the context of an individual's uh, backsliding to the point of being cut off by the Holy Spirit, and then you deny Yeshua, and uh, you you're looking at. Uh, a question of salvation you've also got the great apostasy which is uh, uh more reflective on the, the the church in general um but with that being said I, I think it's important to highlight if you have got that glimmer of like like you said that fear of being cut off and you're in sin or you're in uh, a cycle of sin or you're not doing things that you were doing previously but you still have something in your heart that's that's saying like no i, I need to get back on it then that's got to be that's got to be the spirit still working in you, right? Of course, you know it's the spirit. You know the seven spirits, as Darren, you always talk about, and you know the conviction of the Lord and the, the fear of the Lord is a beginning of wisdom. So you can't yeah. w- when you're living in sin. Yeah, you might have to get to rock bottom to be pulled out, but ultimately, it's the fear of the Lord that will cause you to walk in His ways, and the spirit is what causes us to walk in His ways. And in Jeremiah, it says. Um, it says, for it is a covenant that I make, I will make with the house of Israel after those days. Obviously talking about the new covenant. Save the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them on their hearts. And I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. So part of the covenant is doing it his way. Mm. You know, we're not, we're not preaching here uh, to um, a, a Sunday Sabbath, uh, a, a you know, like um, people that do the Feast of the World. This isn't the aim of this podcast. The aim of the podcast is genuinely the people that have confessed Messiah, come into the covenant, um, had their heart circumcised, done the feast, because to know them ways and to turn away from them ways is like, it's massive. You know, there's people in the Sunday church that genuinely don't know that f- them things. They've been deceived their whole life. They've grown up as a Christian. They've, you know, they've never hurt anyone. They've never... um you know done anything but we were all wretches honestly mm. every person that i know that's come to the torah has been like a wretch and then came and had their lives completely transformed so it's a different story isn't it we're talking about two different there's different weights here and ultimately we'll be we will be held accountable to, to the life that we have lived compared to what other people have lived we all give an account of our lives and we have gone from you know pagans heathens wretches sinners to being God's, uh, you know, covenant people, and to go and turn your back on the covenant, like it's co- it's massive, you know, right. it is it is massive, and, uh, and the scriptures that I will go into soon that God absolutely hates it, you know. Right, right, and it's um, it's a uh, it's a fearful thing when you come across certain scriptures that uh, just because we're in this uh, Torah move and 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 doing what we're doing, uh, it doesn't make us um, excluded from certain scriptures. I think Paul. Um, alludes to it he said I don't know the actual uh, reference but he says you know I I do the things that I hate 
Yeah. Like even Paul says, look, I, you know, there are things that I, I detest that, but for some reason, like I'm still predisposed, predisposed to within my flesh. So I think because, um, uh, I think there can be an element sometimes where we think we're on the path, we're doing the feast yeah. and we're, we're golden. We made it. We're still, um, we're still subject to like heavy tests, heavy trials. And, uh, unfortunately we just have more of an understanding of the violation of the covenants that are in place. Yeah. I think that's the main difference is like, gosh, like I really know what it means to carry the weight of the, um, the importance of the things that I'm actually um, either subjugating or, or, or putting to the side for the sake of, um, you know, it, it can be a, it can be a backslide. It can be a mistake or it can be comfort seeking, whatever. Um, but ultimately, it's it's um, it's a real heavy, um, uh, weighty thing to 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 consider. Yeah, because you've got to consider. You know, was it through our um, own might and our power that we got the revelation of these feasts? No, it came from God. We got literally called to this. We got chosen for this. And, you know, you have to step up to your calling. Otherwise, God is he's just going to pick someone else. And for me, that is ultimately the biggest fear of my whole life uh, is, you know, being called to this. And, you know, I have got a massive responsibility in terms of um, opening my home, doing the ministry work. Does that mean that I'm better? No. The only reason we've survived is because we've been, you know, we've been committed to doing this. Right. You know, there's probably been about like three occasions in so many years that, you know, our doors haven't been open. And yeah, please, you know, keep that going. Please, you know, that is my heart's desire for you to continue that. Um, but, you know, there's power in being committed as well. It doesn't, you know, there's been times when me and Joe probably haven't been worthy of having our house open. You know, there's been right. dysfunction in the family home. We've been stressed. We've been in the flesh. We've maybe had an argument. And, you know, God isn't doing it because, you know, we're better than everybody. Right. It's because right. we have a willing heart and we're committed to doing that. And, you know, the Father can work with that. It's not because we're better or we're, we're more worthy of, you know, having everyone. We're not holier than thou. No, we are genuinely committed. And that's right. what the, he wants, the laborers in the vineyard, you know. Just, just turn up and do your job and he will work with that. You know, you might be tired, you might be stressed, you might be, um, but that's part of the test as well. You know, it's it's more of an offering when it's harder. Mm. When we weren't promised that it was going to be easy, we weren't promised that it was going to be fun and sunshine and rainbows all the time. But what we were blessed is that, you know, he, what we were promised is that he will bless us for that and he will continue to fit finish the work that he started in us but ultimately he has we have to go with a with a willing and a giving heart it says that anytime we give any offerings that we don't want to in our hearts or we conceal things in our hearts and we genuinely don't want to give them you know it had to be a free will offering right. and i can honestly say that all of this service is a free will offering and it's something that we genuinely love doing and that we enjoy doing and that we will be committed to until you know until the end so thank thank the father for that and that's my prayer, really, you know, that is my prayer for the body is to just have a willing heart to, to continue this because he will hand you over to what's in your heart. You right. know, we're constantly taught about being handed over to what's in our heart. Pharaoh, so many people, I mean, Samson, you know, it was in he, he was called to something, um, so, you know, to save the Israelites from the Philistines. But 
unfortunately it was in his heart to like lust and do other things and he got distracted along the way and did he still use him yes he continued to use him but it was like he went the hard way you know you can do do this the easy way or the hard way is what right. i keep saying to Jonah. Right. that's my latest <laughs> one you know don't know whether that'll go down in their gentle parenting but it's true, it's true isn't though. it it's like right you can either do it the easy way and just get in the bath now or i'm literally just gonna force you to get in the bath so you know it's your choice and that's what the lord does with us it's like i'm gonna do it it's gonna be easy and it's gonna be a joy or there's gonna be a lot of tests and trials and you it will be very hard for you so you know it's um it's one of them and i I think the honesty there is 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 huge we were having a little chat before we started about um this uh this notion of um I guess, like, not having a choice. Yeah, I say that in the best possible way, where things align when responsibilities uh, occur, and you're just in it. It just is. And as an adult with responsibilities, it's not about your choice. It's just about doing what actually has to be done. And, of course, all these things are a labour of love, but um, you wouldn't have it any other way. But there goes the crux of everything is sacrifice, isn't it? So, like you said, it's a free will offering. It's like... Yeshua was a free will offering, but that's a sacrifice. Um, You know, there was no other way. There's no other other way way. than Yeshua. He had to get on that cross. The father knew it from the beginning. He said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take one for the team. The biggest one that's ever been taken for the team. It's not, you know, it it was always going to happen. God didn't desire that in the first place. He desired us to all just, you know, get on with it and do as he said but he knows that we weren't going to do that so he said i'm going to take one for the team and that's what we have to do with our lives you know as that offering there is no other way if i'm not going to do it like someone else will and if you you know it's it's one of them it's it's real though i mean i remember when i first come to the faith and uh, i think uh a mixture of ego and 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 uh delusions of like oh well i want to be this i want to be that and i'm going to be this i want to like it's it can really appeal to your senses in terms of position hierarchy uh, particularly in in a lot of uh, church organizations and uh when you get to the reality of it it's like no i feel like i literally feel like moses Mm -hmm. Um, if if you've got a leader or you've got somebody who's like trying to do this be like be aware because reluctance is such a massive part of like, oh gosh, Lord, like, please, is there not, not anyone else who can do this? Because yeah. like, and this isn't trumpet blowing, it's just, it, it, and it's not necessarily just ministerial, you know, fivefold. We're talking about marriage, re- relationships, commitment to fellowship, commitment to work. It can be everything when you're just like, no, this, this when you look at the weight of things, and sometimes you can't actually consider it because it can be, it can actually be too much, but yeah. at the same time, it's um, like you said, commitment. Commitment itself is like that's massive to commit yourself. I, I will give myself and put myself in this position forever, forever yeah. for whatever needs be. That is commitment, and you know, I was thinking about like, okay, wh- when you really get deep on one, it's like what are we all looking for? We're looking for a committed father. We're looking for committed people in our lives to be consistent, uh, to be regular and constant. And then before you know it, you're that person having to fulfill that role. 
So we're all fulfilling commitment for each other so that we can be consistent, we can be regular, and we can depend and trust on those that are around us. So this isn't necessarily about uh, minister, ministry or positions. It's like it's building trust and levels of relationship with people that everybody's yearning for. That's it. Th- look at like the, the most important relationships you'll ever have with your life. It's um, your parents, um, your children, the parents, the family role. God, he's always going to be, he says he's never going to leave us and he'll never forsake us. And that's what we have to be like to the father. It's, it's a two-way thing. We can't just say, oh, father, I was feeling good in the moment. Everyone else was getting baptized. You know, I didn't want to sin anymore. So I just did it and then desire to do something else. It's like, no, we have to be a bond servant, a slave, as um, Jack taught on in his latest Parsha and it is truly, um, it is it is till the end. And, you know, another lie that I see in the body is um, this, like you said, the hierarchy. Um, people are comparing and one another a lot. And I can't say that I didn't do it when I first come on the walk. I was like thinking, oh, well, they're further along than me, you know, um, and you almost feel like you fall short in certain areas. But you know, if you just carry on and stay committed to the Father, yes, he'll be doing a different work in you that he's doing a different work in me, or yes, he'll be doing different work with the leadership than somebody that's coming after two years, but that's okay. You just have to stay in the lane that you are focused with. You have just got to stay committed to the Father and he will finish the work. You know, it's not, we can't be comparing ourselves to one another because that is a massive thing of the enemy. It says like, even in the Ten Commandments, you know, you don't covet, you don't look um, to your neighbor, you don't compare yourselves. You don't look to your neighbor's field because ultimately, you, comparison is the, th- the thief, thief of, of joy. joy you yeah. know, and I see it all the time. And I really did struggle with that. Um, when I first came on the walk, it was like, and that even stopped me from having certain conversations with certain people or um, opening up to certain people. And I know that that is big and it just takes time and trust, like you said, trust. Um, But yeah, just, you know, it's a reminder that um, I was there myself and uh, I had to just go along with it and and fight the flesh and I didn't let it put me off the path. And I just had to, you know, really like kick that one on the board and be like, I am worthy of this, you know, not through my own strength, but I am called to this, you know, I'm just as much called as you. In fact, you know, the father loves us all the same and he wants us all to um complete um and and live life for him you know and it, it's it's about knowing your self-worth to the father right. you know in a in a good family role think about daughters with their fathers even sons with their fathers you should feel worthy of your father's love you know you should feel worthy and know your place in the family and if you don't feel worthy and know your place in the family it's about asking the father like please help me with this because that's when the trust comes. That's when you can really step into your role. You can, you know, the Hebrew word for um, tov is um, operating in your purpose. And you can't really do that unless you know your own self-worth. And that has to come through a deeper relationship with the Father. But all you have to do is pray and ask him and say, Father, am I worthy of this? And I, I need to feel worthy. Please, Father. You know, we'll never be really worthy but ultimately it's through his holy spirit and sacrifice that you know he will reassure us that you know you are called to this and just just keep going you know definitely and um how much of um scripture alludes to a a calling to remembrance you know like remember israel remember remember because we're so um prone to forgetting and 
uh, pulling away from his promises and from what he says in his word. Um, just wanted to ask you with regards to um, you said about commitment and being consistent where I can attest like, you know, turning up um, irrespective of uh, emotions, feelings, things that have taken place, whether I've sinned willingly or unwillingly, uh, all of those things that could take me away from whether it's uh, attending a Sabbath or a feast or um, just fellowship with people or praying or all of these things. Now, I'm sure you can attest as well, like within relationships and, and, and in marriage, it's not glitz and glamour all the time. It's not romance and bunny rabbits and rainbows all the time. You do have to turn up uh, and be consistent and do the grind and do the difficult stuff. Um, how much... Because, you know, it makes me think that the Lord is gracious uh, and compassionate, slow to anger. So <laughs> if you are in a, 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 a sin situation or if you are in a, a deficit... You know, he's still very gentle and, 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 and forgiving and merciful in that time. You know, the best time to turn up is, is if you're feeling low, if yeah. you've been in sin. Amen. or where That's when you turn up because, like, you do the difficult stuff and then the Spirit will pick you up, will, will um, help you out of that situation and before you know it, you're back on track. So how important to you is it, is it literally to, to just turn up? Oh my days like sometimes I pray thank you father that this is happening in my house I've got no choice <laughs> you know I haven't got like the option even if I've genuinely because when you first have a child you're off all night it's like people are coming in half an hour and you just feel like a zombie but I've got no choice before you know it it was like y you're just feeling on fire you know thank you father and yet it is so important you know dwelling you know we're not going to stand before the Lord and say, I was a person of Christ. You, we're a body of Christ. Right. So, you know, obviously we are a person of Christ, but it, it's a body for a reason. You know, it, it, it's, it's called a body of Christ for a reason because we have to operate as a body. We have to learn how to put up with each other when we're not feeling like that. You know, I might have had no sleep and someone's asking me where the coffee is and then I might have forgot to buy coffee and it's like, oh, you know, just give me a break. But at the end of the day, Thank you, Father, that I've had the opportunity to to pass that test. And until you properly go through them moments and you, you defeat that one in the flesh and, yeah, you might have a bit of frustration that everyone's in your house and stressed and you're tired, but it's not for you, you, you experience that to be like, well, it's actually not much of a big deal anyway. I love you being here. And you kind of like, you know, it's like the thorn in the side's gone because you, you're not even bothered about it anymore. You can't right. really. What I always say to people is, you know, how are you going to move forward if you can't be operating as one body and dealing to um, deal with each other when, you, when you're not really in the mood to deal with other people? Right, That's right. what the Lord is testing us all the time. He's saying, you know, are you going to, he gives us to love our enemies, you know, by no stretch of the imagination is the fellowship my enemy. I absolutely love everybody. But he gives us that standard for a reason. It's like you have to even love someone that you don't even want right. to love. And you have to be around people even when you don't want to be around people, you know. So it's, it is um, important because, you know, your flesh will be telling you, no, you know, just just have a rest today or you, you know you're not worthy of going you're in sin but ultimately we have to run to the father with open arms in right. in them in them periods because before you know it you are on a slippery slope back into your flesh you're feeling like oh you can't even pick up your bible you know that's how it gets you as well like maybe a week goes by you haven't read your bible you know you're, you're on netflix or whatever but 
they're the times that you need to fellowship the most. It, it's so important. Right. And there's definitely cut-offs for that. There's definitely cut-offs for that. Um, but obviously there's, well, I wouldn't say obviously, but there is a grace uh, period there, like you say, to, to continue like putting the work in. Um, it, uh, what, um, what it reminds me of, um, I, I love like transferable like um, uh, stuff. Like I used to play football a lot, um, like on a weekend and I would have to train during the week as well, once, maybe twice during the week. And I absolutely love football. Like, it was the biggest thing in my life for a long time. I loved it so much. And um, yet there would be times where I, I didn't really want to go training during the week. Yeah. And I love training, but I would have some days where I'm like, oh, I've just I've had a belly full at work. I just want to chill out, relax. The oh, last thing I want to do is go run around and kick a ball about. But the aside from my own selfishness, I would often contemplate like we need a certain amount of players like on the pitch to make it a good game. Yeah. Because if you get like an uneven amount or like not enough people go, it just sucks and and it's it's just not as good. Yeah. And quite often like uh, I have that same thought about um, fellowship, yeah. where it's like I don't really I, I I'm tired. I, I I've got other things that I need to do, etc. All all the things in life, and I'm not saying this is all the time either. Um, but just every now and again, I'm like, I don't want to go training. Yeah, like that's how just it is. Give me but, a break. <laughs> but it's not about you because if you turn up and it makes it for every that makes like you said, it's not about the individual. It's about the body and and laying yourself down for the benefit of others. That's it. It's like you could have come that day and we needed someone to wash the dishes. We needed someone to hold a baby at a certain time. We needed someone. You might have, but more importantly, you. Or they are spiritually the most times that you need the word of God. And nine times out of ten, it is when you'll come, you'll listen to the Torah portion, and you'll be like, wow, I needed that. And it's almost like the antidote to whatever's going on in your flesh, you know? Right. Um, yeah. There's, there's a scripture, and it uses the word resolutely. So we have to finish this walk uh, with resolutely basically it means unwavering unquestioning can't give up like there's no other way basically and that's how we have to come at this it's like a shabbat is a non-negotiable for me as you know thank you father that it's in my house so it's complete non-negotiable i could maybe go and sit around at angie's house and sit on the couch and feel sorry for myself but i, I wouldn't even feel better for it anyway right. you know you, you actually feel worse right. you know so uh, and another thing that um we even started this fellowship when I was thinking about it today and thinking, well, you don't work, you know, you, and I'm thinking, no, I started this fellowship. I was working full time and you was working full time. And so, so was Joe. Like we had zero time. We get him from work at a Friday night. Me and Angie would be running around, setting the slow cooker up, tidying up. Like we didn't even have, even on a, a Shabbat morning, it would be like a full on event. Praise you. Now we can have a bit more of a prep day because the Lord's put me in a position where, um, uh, I'm, I'm at home obviously I am still working because to say that children aren't work is like it's just it's not just not true but you know the father's placed us in a place where we can get more prepared for Shabbat you know people come a bit earlier they help us but it wasn't always that way and it's yeah. like the father was putting us in like a fast track course to being strong you know you can't get strong in a gym 
if you're just going to walk on the treadmill and look on your phone you know right. you have to lift the weights run the race paul says you know you have to finish the race to, to get the medal and it's 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 the eternal race it's not just for your own glorification your gratification of your flesh it's it's for his kingdom it's not right. about you but ultimately if if you do feel that way it's times that like you need to push through because that will be holding you back you know because um, the Shabbat is a joy and um, yeah it, it should be a non-negotiable really because it's it's the highlight of the week even in Jewish um, you know because that's only really what we've go, got to go off from the Shabbat um, because nobody else has done it up until now um, it was like the highlight of the week it was like the week goes up it peaks at Shabbat and then goes back down again it, it was none of this like Wednesday hump day it was like Shabbat was the, like the complete highlight of the week and that is genuinely how I feel, and I, I, if any if people don't feel like that, they should pray. Like Father, what is in me right. that's not making me feel like that? There's, there'll be something there that you need to break down because, um, just seeing for me, seeing the joy, feeling refreshed, being topped up by the word, seeing your children, um, yeah, it's absolutely crazy when the kids are running around, but seeing them operate, um is like such a such a blessing you know so it is the true highlight of the week and just like the feast of the highlight of the year you know it, it that should that should be the highlight of the week you know definitely um and and you're right this this doesn't get easier uh, it does get harder as it goes and that's why um paul does allude to it like uh running a race and it is a marathon not a sprint and you know uh there are times where yeah you you really do have to 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 dig in um just uh just to touch on the the shabbat element um one quality that i really enjoy about like the shabbat in terms of like uh, how we do it and the the template for it is it's it's you know it doesn't deviate too much but what what i do enjoy is um it can be a variation in either the volume or the combination of people on that day yeah so just my pers- just my point uh, opinion is this isn't like oh you didn't come to one Shabbat da 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 because there's a there's people are doing all sorts of stuff within the body and have got all sorts of commitments and do different things. However, like there is a cer- there can be a certain feel and a quality to that particular sh- Shabbat. Sometimes it will be um, whoever's doing the portion. It will be the amount of people that, that are in the room. It will be a feel and a spirit to the day that's just like different each time so I, I do i do actually appreciate like a variation in in how y'all like um uses the shabbat and makes it has its own different flavor and it's really i, I and this might sound a bit weird it can be colors yeah. i'll see people wearing the same like theme of colors <laughs> or the weather I'm not gonna be able to d- nah. but it's like it's it's true like you'll yeah. get a certain feel for different shabbats and i, I really enjoy that quality to it as well yeah, you just don't know what you're going to get when you walk through them doors. <laughs> yeah. Is it going to be a nice chilled one? Is it going to be busy? Is there right. going to be any... Is Sonia going to bring any cake? Yeah, like, yeah that's, that's It's just one of them. Right and people that are listening online, you probably think we're a bit nuts. But it is, you know, every Shabbat... And the way I see it is, yeah, some people may not be there, but you know the father still meets with us he 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 promises to dwell with his people. It was the sign between us, him and his people. So... 
to one day a week that we are guaranteed his presence, that we all, you know, we're not working, we're not stressed, we, you know, no one's on the phones, no one's making business phone calls, you know, and you can have one-on-one time, you can have, um, you know, conversations with each other, your children get your attention, and it's just, it, it's a complete blessing, and I thank the Father that, you know, he has given us that. So... What would you you did mention briefly there about praying into it, but what would you suggest if you are genuinely at a bit of a you know you're you're running a bit cold or it's like oh gosh I've got to go to Shabbat oh, oh, oh need to go pick this like what's the antidote what's the remedy to that because again I'll take it back to day one when you first go to any meet you're like you have just buzzing to just be there you know and it's like oh, like first love feel yeah like and you compare it to other times where you're like no I just want to stay in bed or whatever. Um, what's the antidote remedy for that do you think well one one prayer that always comes to me is even when you don't feel like praying this is my go-to prayer and it's from um, I think it's Psalm 50 uh, David renew in me a steadfast spirit uh, you know the right spirit within me renew in me the right spirit and saying them words it's like before you know it your mind frames change your desires of your heart change you just like you're more aligned with him but it's about asking the father saying you know what just please just change my heart on this if my heart is wrong please just change it because the the worst thing that we can ever ever do is be handed over to our hearts to contend and our hardened hearts because our hearts are deceitful among all things you know that was one scripture that I learned very on was to not follow my heart when I've been grown up in this like do your own thing, do what you want, you're free, feminism is follow your heart and it's like no, our hearts are deceitful and our hearts are going to lie to us and keep us away from people that we need. So, you know, pray um, that, you know, a lot of people also say, well, it's my job and I'm like, okay, we're told to seek first the kingdom and this isn't, you know, everybody needs to work. I still have to work from time to time uh, seasonally on the ice cream and do bits online. Joe still has to work. You know, we all have jobs, but any job that keeps you away from worshiping the father on Shabbat is, it's, you know, question, is it the right job for you? Because, you know, no job should deplete you to a point where you can't have energy to serve in the body of Christ you know we we live for Christ and to die is gain it's like we're called to serve his kingdom now and practice the kingdom now so when we get there we're not just going to be like I've got to go to work now it's like no every day we should be thinking what can I do more you know I'm doing this job to be able to afford to you know tithe and go the feasts you know it should never take hold of your life to a point that it stops you from 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 attending any feasts for one definitely the shabbat um because you know you just have to and if you are tired and you're feeling stressed you know pray for energy pray for supernatural spiritual energy and i promise you he will give it you know i see it in joe all the time you know i've always said he survives off a little sleep anyway but there's been times um when he's just been like completely depleted and you know, it's not. It's been his week off on the Parsha, and he's just maybe wanted to just go and ha- have a chill day. Before he knows it, he's it's his best worship that he's done. He's <laughs> on fire, giving words of prophecy, laying hands, pouring oil on people, and it's like where we are weak, he is made strong. Amen. And he w- he doesn't tell us that scripture for no reason. No. It's like it, it's serious business. I remember when I was going to share my testimony at Sukkot, um, I was super nervous. I hadn't really done like a form of like public speaking since like I was in uni I, I I got pictures and everything it is still online and you know it it was it was it was a blessing to do and I was really happy with it but I felt like this fever coming over me and um, Jonah was only a baby we were at Sako I hadn't slept 
And I text Jack and he said, well, it's your choice, sis, but where we where we are weak, he is made strong enough for, well, that's it, I'm doing it. <laughs> and, you know, it, it was, I'm so glad that I did. I don't regret it, you know, and I'm, I'm glad that I pushed through. So they're the times, I think, when the Lord's testing our hearts to see if right. we're going to really push through. And when yeah. we do, that's where the victory lies, Amen. you know, like the victory lies over the hills um, of Jericho where there's giants and where there's walls you know th- we have to push through to get to the promised right. land and to get to that victory and you know like I always said like we weren't promised an easy ride you know so right. we just push through basically and it's been a pleasure to witness like so many characters and people within the fellowship not just those in leadership who have pushed through and you have seen the, the fruits of, of doing so Um, I just had a thought there um, which I, I thought I know we're not getting into apostasy of the church in general, but um, I think there's a mirroring where if you if you look at the description or characteristic of of the great apost- uh, apostrophe <laughs> <laughs> apostasy is um, is that it's a it's a falling away of the origins of the faith, right? Yeah. Which would be the Sabbaths, the feasts, and the the biblically mandated uh, ordinances of of God. And I think in our own little kind of uh, trip down to potential apostasy is the coming away yeah. from the, the feast. So yeah. if it, I think it, those things can start. So forget your, your your sin and and the things that you're doing or whatever or things you're struggling with. Like I think part of the uh, the warning sign can be like I, I I'm not really that fast about yeah. going here or doing this or not seeing these it. people not feeling it. It's like yeah. just 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 a heads up like like you say, maybe try and nip that one in the bud and, and get back in the spirit with it. Yeah, I always say it starts with the Sabbath, you know, they, they don't feel like coming the Sabbath anymore, they're doing different things on the Sabbath. Before you know it, it says like, once you open the door to sin, because breaking the Sabbath is a sin, and once you open the door to that, it's like it, it, it manifests. It doesn't just happen overnight. You don't just get the urge. Like I wouldn't just get the urge because it's too obvious to just go back to a nightclub and start taking drugs. Like no, th- it's right. it's far too obvious. The enemy doesn't work like that. Yeah. In fact, I'm just going to find a scripture now um, and talk how like sneaky the enemy is. Um, one second. Just just while you do that, um, I just uh, going back to the commitment and the consistency element. Um, I think. Um, particularly where I am in my life and and how I see um, a lot of uh, the the roles uh, for for men Uh, so much of it is about being consistent yeah so I like to think that my participation uh, within the fellowship not even like doing anything just being there is part of a commitment and a consistency that people would like to see and be part of uh, and I think that's really key for men in particular. Like, yeah. get used to having to be consistent yeah. and key because, right? You want to take all the plaudits. You want to be, dip, you. Know, I want to be married. I want to do all these things. And it's like, no, like, it's work. It's graft, and it's being consistent. So, it's a great way of practicing what it means to actually be, um, yeah, committed. Yeah, it's a massive commitment, and it's manpower. It's support. It's like you don't know how you're going to be used that day. You just, right. you know, I turn up at Shabbat. And it goes from like a family affair of running around, doing the dishes, 
chasing Jonah out the bath, you know, just like normal family life. People are coming in saying Shabbat Shalom. It's like you step in. I come down the stairs and it's like I step into the kingdom. It's right. like this spiritual aura around people. And it's like, okay, how am I going to be used today? You know, and you just don't know how, how you will be used. So step into it, please. If, if you if you thought about it, like if you get out of your own, like we spoke about our own kind of self-reflective reasons. But if you was to say to people, like, right, if you don't go today, like, you're not actually going to be able to give that counsel or support yeah. or have that word for that individual. That can be like a make or break for somebody in, in, in any any degree. And you think, oh, gosh, like, it's not about me, actually. This is about being a service to other people. That's it. And the father isn't going to wake you up in the morning and say, you need to go today because you <laughs> need to speak life into this person. Because before you know it, you're walking in as a prophet, puffed <laughs> up. You know, we're called to come to serve. Right. You know, come with your offerings. Don't come empty handed, whether that's spiritually, whether it's physically, whether it's financially, however you have in your capacity. The Bible speaks of another one that I've been severely convicted of is like, do not hold back um blessing somebody when it is you're in your power to do so and right. we all have some power to do so you know if you're working so much you know bring a first fruit of your work bring a financial offering you know if you're working so hard bring if, if you've been cooking bring food you know these are the things that the body of christ needs to operate and you know we 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 can all be guilty of coming empty-handed and being takers instead of givers you know the bible says be the lender and not the borrower be the head and not the tail and that you know some people think well don't be in debt and stuff. I would always advise to be out of debt as much as possible. Um, however, that for me, it's like, no, bring and bless people rather than constantly right. be taken right. because you all can then be fallen as a drain to the body of Christ. You know, you don't want to just be constantly taken, taken, taken. We have to give, we have to serve. Um, and yeah, um, it's it's super important. You know, the tabernacle was built on free will offerings. You know, all that gold that people were probably holding on to after they come out of Egypt, like, I'm going to use this to start up um, uh, a business when we get into the land. You'd just be holding on to it for 40 years, you know, in your little tent while everybody else was giving, 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 building that tabernacle and meeting God. You right. know, greediness prevents you from meeting God. Greediness, laziness, slothfulness, they're all massive things that keep us away from being blessed and being used by the Lord. Yeah. I, yeah, I d definitely agree. Um, and um, yeah, it's that one, it's that typical sort of, you know, what you get what you put, you get back what you put in, basically, um, probably tenfold as well. Um, you we're going to take us in a different direction with the scripture before we yeah went before we went on tangent. a um a little tangent so yeah talking about getting back onto the great fallen away and what are things to look out for um so this scripture um it says men creep sideways into houses and deceive people and it's talking about this the spirit within people that they come in and they say you know have you ever considered this and it's they don't just come in um with this big sign on the head saying hi i'm a wolf guys you know all follow me they creep in and we have to be careful that people like creep in and there is some people that you know can sit on the sidelines and observe but before you know it they're you know making their own groups up they're you know the, anything uh, the definition of creep is 
that things that don't go through the elders and the leaders you know right. like we have to constantly be careful of what is accredited by our leaders and our pastors you know we've been given pastors and leaders and elders because they watch out for our souls you know watch out from who these crabs these these what does a crab do they 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 snip at people they they bite and they they try and pull us away but you know we are given the authority to you know crush the serpent you know yeah our heels may be bruised but we have the authority to to stand on that and 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 say no to false doctrine and say no to things that creep into fellowships you know um there's even a scripture where it says you may have heard that people believe that it's kingdom now don't don't believe them you know i think it's in jude it says um people may tell you that um the kingdom on earth is now don't believe such people because we have hope into the next kingdom and we need to be practicing what's in the word because anything that isn't in the word ultimately is 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 not from the father he's given us the word and i tell you now our leaders our elders are passive or they would never give any um advice that isn't in the bible and you know you cannot go wrong with a counsel that is in the bible right and i, I think there's there's um there's a duality in that. Um, how can I describe? Uh, in the context of um, when Yitro uh, gives counsel to Moses about the uh, dividing of responsibility in order to uh, have judgment on matters, um, which done in a right uh, in a righteous way is helpful and contributes to uh, the body. Right. So yeah. somebody comes in and says, "Look, you've got to do this because." this is the thing and then this will benefit you but then you've also got the, the flip side of that where you've got um there's been so many examples like in movies and stuff like i think even in lord of the rings there's the i think his name's worm tongue and he, he sides up to the king all the time oh and he's like days, master yeah. you you need to do this you need to do that because he's just plotting and scheming and moving sideways like some little crab yeah um there's 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 two ways of that yeah and i think there's an honorable righteous way of yep. supporting and helping uh the body because your heart's in the right p posture but then you've also got those that are trying to um willfully gain an advantage through um yeah manipulative uh, counsel and advice which um yeah I, I guess any institution any church or, or organization is um uh can, can fall prey to that yeah, and Joe has done an amazing study um, on the three things that can cause apostasy. Um, uh, the first one is in Timothy, 1 Timothy 4.1. Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. And you know, we all know the doctrines of demons is, you know, blood drinking, satanic worship, the occult, but it, it sometimes can be sneakier than that. Yeah. You know, the doctrines of demons are, you know, there are, <laughs> I mean, even things like Christmas and stuff like that, that come from a demonic pagan place. So anything that isn't of God, where is it from? If it's not from the Holy Spirit, it's from, it's from the father of lies, which is the devil. So some people may read that and be like, I'm not believing any doctrine of demons, but the deceiving spirit come in and you know you can be um under these deceiving spirits without even unwillingly knowing and they can creep in so you do have to be careful of that one uh, the second one is in romans now i beseech you brethren mark them who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them 
And, you know, we can see people, like you just said, they come in with counsel, advice, this is wrong, I'm zealous on this matter. But the, the, all the fruits of the matter, all that it's doing is causing divisions. And before you know it, you know, they've, they've tested the leaders, they've brought challenges to the elders, they've brought things that they think are doing wrong. And before you know, people have sided with them. And they've just fell off the path, you know, and the father hates that. He hates, he's not a God of confusion. He's given the leaders and elders the, the anointed responsibility to teach on the right doctrine. That isn't the doctrine of demons. So follow them. And, you know, it's not like they are like a tyranny. They're always open to counsel and wisdom. Right. And I'm telling you now, every single email that we get is filtered. We don't ignore any email. We're always open. We're, you know, I know for a fact that our elders and our leaders are humble servants and they are studious in the matter even if someone says have you considered this like you know they will go and study it out right. so you have to trust them on that one and if someone else comes in and says this is what i've been convicted of you know just trust the father on that because ultimately god hates division and he says that's the second thing that will um, cause him to fall all the way from the faith and then the last one 2 peter 2 but there was also false prophets among the people even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who brought them and bring them on and bring on themselves swift destruction. So, you know, false prophets and people can say, well, how do we know that um, our teachers aren't false teachers and false prophets? But it says here who will bring in destructive heresies and deny the Lord who brought them. So, you know, you've got to be very careful in the teachers that you listen to as well. I see all the time people are listening to too many voices you know i say if you are listening to youtube council and family council people that you've never met online instagram council tiktok council before you know it, you've got seven forms of council you're on a council estate bro (laughs) flying you're on a council estate bro you are on a council estate and it's going to end up like shameless if anyone (laughs) grew up in the uk you'll know exactly what we mean you're on the shameless council estate you need to get back to your elders your leaders that half of the time around the corner you've got the number they've right. got time to come and see you listen to them don't go and listen to um the the counsel of the ungodly you know please just 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 take heed to who we're listening to because these are the three things that can cause you to fall off the off the path right absolutely and chances are those who are nearest and dearest to you are going to tell you the things that you don't want to hear mm-hmm. who are going to um uh who aren't going to tickle your ears in terms of their response, but at the same time, um, yeah, we have people around who d- who do consider the matter, and th- there's ways of doing things. I think the individual's heart, again, when it comes to, it could be uh, doctrine, it could be theology, it could be eschatology, any one of these things, there's a way in which you speak to people and share, yep. oh, I've seen this thing, or I saw this in the Word, or this teacher said this, it's like, what do you think? It's like, to be dogmatic and to start, um, you know, demanding certain things is very, um, yeah, it's it's just not it's just not the one. And um, obviously, if you've been blessed and privileged with a ministry in some capacity, and you have the jurisdiction to lead and teach and guide, then you know, with with a heavy uh, heavy responsibility, then then so be it. Yeah. If if the if you genuinely feel that the spirit has led you to to, to teach on certain things and you have an audience and uh, uh, a congregation, then then fill your boots as far as I'm concerned. But until that's happened, yeah. 
um, it's hard to then start dictating what should and shouldn't take place. And I know we're generalizing here, but it's it's the heart of, um, uh, uh, I guess it's pride. I guess it's um, people who, who, who may, uh, it's not even wanting a position. It's just some sort of validation or something. I, I don't know, but I just feel that like, there's so much opportunity to be able to have good relationships with people where you can just like flesh stuff out and yeah. just have conversations about like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this or mm. I don't know if I see that in the in the, in the the partial or whatever. Whatever it is, I just think there's a way in which you can kind of deal with it without being um, combustible and, and, and it affecting others. And just on that, like I really dislike the idea of causing grief for other people. Um just in general, like whether it's being a burden, whether it's um, causing a ruckus, or just generally like making life more difficult than it needs to be, um, and and so I, I personally strive for that because uh, I. But other people, I guess, and I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not a burden. I'm not like <laughs> it can happen, but at the same time, it's like don't make it your business to keep like contending and striving with stuff. It's tiring. Like, is it even a big deal? Like, some of the things that people have come to us in the first place, it's like, that's just not even a big deal. It, you know, it can just be a topic that we're speaking about. Like, it's not going to impact your life in, in any way. It's not even going to impact our life anyway. Are we still going to do the feasts? Are we still going to do the Shabbat? Yeah, sound. So why are we even bothered? You know, don't let them things be of, of, of even just don't even let them bother you because ultimately it's all a distraction and it's ultimately going to cause um division and yet we do have a, um, a massive responsibility and we do have blood on our hands when we are teaching things and right. when we are putting things out there so we we do have to put our flag on the pole in certain things because absolutely we see long we're looking at this long term we're not talking right. about okay you don't like this we're you know we're just gonna uh, we're not gonna appease your flesh you, you know you as bill cloud always says he says um it doesn't give you uh nice warm fuzzies it's like we're not out there to do that we're out there to teach the word of god and if the bible wasn't so clear and so stark on the words that he gives us that you know you could fall off the path if you don't follow this right you know there's a torah law where it says um if you build a, a ditch and somebody falls in it you have to be then accountable for giving them compensation, pulling them out the ditch. The scripture where it says, you know, pull them from the fire, pull them from, and that's sin. You know, we have to physically pull people out of sin and people don't always like that. And it's a very hard job and you do lose people, you know, along the way. Unfortunately, a lot of these are relationships as well. You know, people are in love and it's lust. Um, we give them the warning, please don't do that. Please don't do that. They do it. They choose ungodly men, women, and before you know it they've chosen that over god and we've had to try and pull them out the ditch but you know they don't they don't want when it out, you know yeah. they, do, they don't want it and it is sad and it's a massive part that i've had to learn because obviously as a woman you get emotionally attached and you get close to people and then before you know it it's um you give them a bit of godly counsel because i can see their lives going in a certain way and then they, they just don't like it's it it's the last thing yeah. they want to hear isn't it? it's the last thing they want to hear so you know, Paul says, have I became your enemy because I've told you the truth? Wow. You know, yeah, he speaks yeah. of that in Galatians and it's so true. You know, there's a proverb where it says, I wouldn't be so bothered, but it was my close friend who we walked together. We broke bread together. And that's what breaks um, David's heart. And it breaks my heart too, you know, just right. because... I'm strong and just because I have been doing it a long time and I've seen it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt me, you no, know, you know, it, it, it does genuinely get to you. However, you have to just 
pray for them, you know, encourage them, give them the warning in the spirit of gentleness, you know, like I spoke on the last podcast, you know, I haven't always done it in the spirit of gentleness because it comes with zealousness and it comes with like, you know, this is saying, get out the ditch, like your house is on fire, get out. But, you know, we have to be careful that, um, you know, doing it in the spirit of gentleness because, you know, it says then the next bit of the verse, it says, um, because least you become tempted um, yourself. So, you know, we have to be careful on that one. You know, it's even when I do these podcasts, you know, the last two weeks, (laughs) you do have trials, you know, nothing like catastrophic, but you just feel it in your spirit. You think, what's up with me? Why has my child had 15 coughs and flus why am i getting no sleep or why is life a bit difficult and you're like oh just like sometimes you just get the trials and you know what father please be with me please safeguard me um you know i'm just trying to you know don't shoot the messenger here guys you know but it's part of it it's part of the sacrifice you know by what measure you use you'll be given um and just to just to highlight there um what you were saying before um about uh oh, I've lost my train of thought. Um No, I think it's gone. You'll have to, <laughs> it'll you'll come have to back on it'll come back. Yeah, and there's another scripture here in Jude and he's given this warning. It says, I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into churches saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. The condemnation of such people was recorded long ago. For they have denied only our master and Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, we have seen that before. It's people coming in saying, it's actually sound to do Easter, you know. And we're like, no, no, like, it's just not. You know, it's immoral. It's like, it's Passover, you know, it is a Passover. So, you know, we we can't listen to that. We can't take that counsel because it's ungodly counsel. Um, it, it's just it, it's just not the right council and we're set up to do the feast so then to go back and do other feasts it was just like and it's not nice putting your flag in the pole but Paul, Jude they all give you the warning right. like the, all the letters to all the churches Jude was one of the last books it was like just be firm on these things because this ungodly counsel that won't last because it doesn't come from a sincerity pl- a sincere place of heart it's, it's not spoken with sincerity i believe it's spoke out of emotion right. and out of lust of the flesh rather than uh, the spirit because what is the spirit the spirit doesn't cause us to just lie on the floor and speak in tongues it you know it does do that but encu- encourage us it says in ezekiel to um walk in his ways he will put his spirit within us to to do his laws and do his ways that's been the father's desire all along right crazier and uh, with that it's triggered uh, (laughs) my memory um with regards to putting your flag in the sand and there are certain fundamentals where we have all um put that uh flag in the sand when it comes to this the sabbaths the feast how we see the covenantal nature of the faith all of these things which bind us together but with that being said, I think it's our duty to learn. And we are, I believe, all learning in terms of how to work with one another in yeah. those differences. There are ways in which the gifts are interpreted. There are ways in which prophecy is interpreted. There is ways in which eschatology is viewed. And there are so many um, available options to deviate from being of one accord when it comes to interpretation of scripture. Yeah. Um, and I think part of the, the challenge and what I've certainly found in, in more recent years is a, um, a letting go of actually, uh, not saying not caring, but I hold certain things of doctrine yeah. that other people don't and vice versa. And it's okay. 
I, yeah. I'm not trying to convince anyone of anything anymore. Um, I have my own understand uh, understanding and 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 that we all have because we're all restricted by our own perspective. However, am I going to let this like get in the way of like who I do the feast with or who I do Shabbat yeah. with? Unless you're coming out with some mad heresy, like we might have to have a chat. But for the most part, if you see. Um, tongues in this way whatever if you see end times in this way cool that's fine like yeah. i don't and that's all right yeah we're all still learning and um you know there was a reason why the father set people out in different tribes wasn't there because all right. the tribe even before the split and the divide there was different tribes doing different things a certain way and that was okay they were they were living separately for a reason and you know our my household and my family may do different things to your household and your family right. but at the end what are the common denominators you know we get together on a sabbath our kids are staying out of the system they're staying out of big pharma you know for the most part that this the, we're trying to snatch them out of the world so they are the most important things, the weightier matters of uh, following this walk in our family. So if you have got different ways of disciplining, you know, you've got different children to me and that's okay. You know, we don't always have to like it's agree. No yeah. Way, yeah. So we have all got free will and we've all got the, the Holy Spirit. And I believe that it's the Holy Spirit that teaches us and guides right. us. What he's teaching me, w he'll be teaching someone else something different because I'm at a different place. I have a different function. I have a different role. And again, last one in Jude, it says, um, they told you that in the last days, there will be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. Wow. And I've heard it so many times. It's like, it's just like my instinct. Um, I, I believe this is the right way. And, you know, God is not going to give you an instinct or a download or a conviction that, you know, causes division because right. he hates division. He, he prefers like mercy over sacrifice. Just just keep your mouth closed because ultimately people that do that are lacking the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit, it, it can be quenched through things like that. And we're told not to quench the Holy Spirit. So if you've got one way of doing things, that's fine, but please just keep your natural instincts or things that aren't even a big deal to yourself because ultimately the, the nine times out of ten they probably are going to cause division. Right, and we're told to test the spirits. And, um, you know, quite often I, I hear that the, the spirits told me that this is the thing and I'm like, oh gosh, well, you've signed off on that now, so well, I, I can't really, I can't debate that. I can't, You, if you feel that the spirit has told you this thing and that's where the spirits led you, like you've just put the golden handcuffs on it and I can't debate that whereas we're told to test the spirits and I'm you know I, I'm not promoting an apathy towards what you're holding to in terms of scripture by any counts because what I've just described there all those different elements me personally I'm very convicted and I'm very strong in what I hold within the scriptures however I'm not going to use that as a battering ram or, or as an excuse to let that bleed over into division or, 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 or being an ass because it's, it's it's not right it's not what we're called to do um, so it's really important that yes hold on to these things and and when you're led uh, like just that's absolutely fine but be open to the fact that it could just be your intuition it yeah. could just be your heart natural or your, your natural desire that's that's um, put some Christian lingo on it and and before you know it you're justifying some really bad stuff for wow. the sake of um, uh, your own gain which I, and I'm we're all predisposed to doing this, folks. I'm not saying that, that you have to be some sort of golem and shifting around. It's like we can easily fall into this, the trap of like, no, I really feel like the spirit has led me to say this thing or do yeah. this thing. And you're like, well, 
yeah. what can I do with that? I know, and it's been a massive one of late. I mean, probably more so in the last, like, five years. People have said, like, it's been God telling them this. And, right. you know, it's come from the Holy Spirit. When it's sometimes, if it doesn't align up the world, we're told there that our natural desires are the opposite of the Holy Spirit. Right. And <laughs> it's like we have to test these things. And Angie, my uh, mother-in-law, Joe's mom, we says, like, where are your confirmations? You know, we're told that we can have things confirmed by other people in a message. And, you know, a lot of people who are getting these downloads, they aren't coming to Shabbat, so they're not listening to the Torah portion. They're listening to the council estate of the, the ungodly. They're on the shameless estate, you know, or they're on the wood church estate. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> one of the oldest ones in Europe, the one near where we live, you know, that they listen to the wrong counsel. So ultimately, we can't take that counsel because one, it doesn't align with the word, and two, you know, Jude tells us that it can be from their, you know, their natural desires. So we have got to be very careful, and people are very easily offended when their spirit or download or latest thing isn't done and taken on board of the church and we're not preaching it at the next sabbath but like we can't do that because it's not right we can't mm. preach something that isn't in god's word and is going to cause apostasy later down the line yeah um give yourself time figure it out flesh it out walk it out for a bit and, and, and test the spirits and see if they're uh, again what's the fruit of, of this thing that you're seeing or your interpretation again I, i'm just speaking generally because yeah. we're all learning um but the temptation is to come across a new thing uh, and um, let that start dictating. We start externalizing it to yeah. everyone around us. Go, no, we. Sh this is the thing, and this is, and it's like, just, just chill yeah. out, like work chill it out, and see if it's, see if it's. Test it. Take it to your elders. You yeah. know what a lot of people don't do. They go around the camp beforehand. Right, they're yeah. telling people. They're picking off the weaker ones. And in hindsight, yeah, but it happens so sneakily to the point where it's like, oh, how didn't we see that one coming? But at the end of the day, you know. We can't we can't stop these things um, in the word. It says divisions must come among you to prove those that are um, called and those that are I can't remember the word, but it means like solid, basically approved. approved that's yeah. a word, you know. So <laughs> it's it's a heavy thing, and people are like, "How can you accept that?" And you know, we give them the warning, we try and pull them out, but ultimately, whoever's going to go and listen to this um, doctrine of demons, fake doctrine, um, it's you know, it's. It's it shows that what's going on in our heart. All you can do is pray for them to come back. You know, we've had people that genuinely have come back. So praise Yah that hope is not lost. I just wanted to, you know, do this podcast to hopefully you can pray for people that, you know, have fallen away. Pray for them to get convicted. Pray for them to come back. Um speaking about feeling things in the spirit, um, I was getting this word for like must have been about two week and two weeks and Joe was laughing at me. He was like, That can't be from the Lord. It was just funny. And it was like it, the, the phrase big stakes and joe was like what like a steak and i was like no like big stakes <laughs> like, like big and he was like what like poker and i was like yeah and he's like oh do you just it's just probably thought i was going off on one so i thought all right and then i was just doing all of these um doing all the research and the, the scriptures and doing my studies and um i researched i thought right well i'm just gonna google what it means it is being risked, big stakes, it is being risked and might be lost or damaged if you are not successful. So it's something that has big 
risk attached to it. So it's like when we partake in something and I thought, wow, it's this walk. Like there's risk attached to it if we don't get this right, you know? And it's like, here is the the Peter scripture where it talks about like, it's better off for you to uh, not have known. It says, those of you that come on the walk, they get the downloads of the Lord and then to walk away from it. It's like better are you to not have known, and right. it's like wow, you know, it is risky, you know, but God wouldn't have called us to this walk if He didn't think we could handle it. So pick up your cross, carry on, run the race, and you know the big the stakes are big, but the are amazing at the end of it. You know, they the the, the blessing to return life and being there and praise you. Hopefully, in the first resurrection is like wow, that's so worth any of this. All of this is is so worth it for that. Amen. And, and there's a building in faith in that risk as well, the, the, the risk and reward element of what it means to step out, whether it's um, in commitment, whether it's in a covenantal uh, situation. Um, there, there can be great risks involved. And, but without that, like, how are you trusting in Yah more yeah. than what you've done before if you're not faith. taking risks? I'm not talking about gambling on blackjack table or anything. I'm, I'm talking about like going into the unknown oh with all that you've got, whether it be in the physical or spirit. Cards in. Just, just chuck it in and go. Do you know what? Like, win or loss. Like, I'm, I'm in your hands. Like, I, I can't. I've got victory in Christ. You know, all of these scriptures come to and y- and before you know it, you're like, what am I stressed about? What am I worried about? Why am I getting hit up about these things? It's like just, just, just let it go and 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 let y'all do do the work um yeah yeah it's absolutely massive um but yeah looking at it at a more positive side is you are right it's like we have to put all of our tokens in because if we if we're holding anything back you know the lord right. says like don't hold anything back from me because anything that you're holding back is holding you back so sometimes on this walk we can be like all right you can take that father and then you can take <laughs> that and you can take that today but i'm a bit tired today so you can't have that it's like no we have to be a, a, a complete Burnt right. offering, sacrifice daily, especially on the days when he says he's going to meet with us. You know, like we we have to do it for the glory of his kingdom, not just for us, but for others. But, you know, for us as well, because we have to be sanctified, we have to grow and yeah. we have to truly um, to get this one right because we can't risk it. You know, the risks are good, but they can also be bad if we don't get this right. And, you know, just 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 keep in prayer. Anybody that you know is struggling, try and pull them out. And if they've openly decided to to step off the path, just you know, don't stop praying for them, please. Just just continue to, um, that the Father finishes the work that He started within them. You know, right. And we're all suffering from bouts of Egyptitis. I think the analogy, like you said there, when they came out of um, uh, came out of Egypt with all the golden yards, like look, give us give us the goods. It wasn't for him. It wasn't for him. It's for them. It's so that they could build yeah. a sanctuary, so that the glory of God could be in amongst them. Yeah. So, and I think we're all learning, particularly if we come from a a, a place of, um, be it poverty or being less than in any, whether it be finances, uh, family, uh, friends, whatever. Yeah. Um, it can be hard to let go of the things that you have in your possession and and give it fully to Yah. And I know I'm talking slightly metaphorically, but essentially it's like, like you said, give everything you can um, in service uh, with a good heart and and let the glory of God come in because he's trying to build something in your life that you, you couldn't even imagine or, yeah. or design of y- yourself. 
and what the most invaluable um asset that we have is our time you mm. know like our time spent with the father our spe- time spent with the fellowship our time spent in prayer our time spent um edifying and glorifying the body serving it's like the most valuable gift you know that is the true free will offering that the lord desires because um it's it, he he loves a cheerful giver and it's better to give than to receive right. so um we have to do it for him because he promises you know that he will be with us um and i've just found the hebrew scripture for it is impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened who have had tasted the heavenly gift and have shared in the holy spirit and have tasted the goodness of the word which we all have and the powers of the age to come and then have fallen away to restore them again to repentance since they are crucifying once again the son of god to their own harm and holding him up to contempt and you know i don't know I don't know the powers of who's walked away or who's redeemable and who isn't, but all I'm knowing is I'm, I'm holding myself to that word. Right. You know, I'm not thinking of anybody else other than myself. And it's like, I've got one shot at this. My family's got one shot at this. I'm going to give it my all because I can't risk that. We know like there's a roaring lion and um, I might um, like pick your brains a bit now of like, um, um, you know, we all know about like the Maserath and like the star signs, and it's apparently the w- the ones that have been fulfilled, and like the co- the last two that haven't been fulfilled, like in in the prophecy of like the Bible, is um, like Cancer, which is the crab, and there's like speculation that like the crab is like you know nipping at the believers right. of the Messiah. And we're in the age now where we've all been given this revelation of um, being Israel being um set apart doing his ways and these people that are creeping in and and trying to snip us away from that you know are we in that age i don't know you know but and then the last star sign is like the um the leo which is the lion the roaring lion that's coming not the roaring lion you know the lion of judah that's coming back to save and that's the kingdom reign so if we are in that i don't know you know maybe we're not meant to know but all i know is we are in that age that we've been given this revelation and there is people out there creeping around trying to get us you know off this path so yeah it wouldn't surprise me I, i wouldn't know specifically about that um the, the Maseroff in that prophetic uh, context, but um, it wouldn't surprise me that as we're drawing closer to the end, um, that the enemy is... I mean, if you look at it um, generalizing, enemy's got the world sewn up right now. Like, yep. that's that's bag, that's yep. that's swag, and he's, he's, he's got it. Yeah. How is he trying to... Um, then going to concentrate on the saints? And if we're looking at it in the context of what the great apostasy is... Yep. Um, and we look at the the key indica- indications of that within the church, whether it be the Catholic Church, um, whether it be Protestantism, whether it be Orthodoxy, all of these different strands. It's like these are going to be ushering in the, old, the, the the big crab himself. So it's like it wouldn't surprise me if we're in some sort of area where yeah. we're, we're leading to that. But, um, yeah, we've got to stay sharp, and I put myself in that um, – uh, in that category, I, I think I'll watch this back, and it, and there'll be some very sobering things that we've we've discussed because, um, like you said, I think we have to look at ourselves first because judgment starts with the church first. Amen. Every time we have one of these conversations, I, I'm self-reflecting, and um, there are some really pertinent things to to, to take away. But um, yeah, I, I think it's a case of just um, staying on track, staying on point, yeah. being consistent, and. Um, Again, the key that I was one of the biggest keys is servitude, isn't it? Yeah. It's like if I'm in my feels, if I'm feeling down, it's like 
no Netflix, no junk food's going to sort that out. It's like go and start serving again and see what you can do for others, and then the spirit will start moving. Yeah, definitely. You know, you'll be you'll be glad to know, folks. I'm nearly at the end of my notes, so <laughs> it's um it's been a blessing to you know bring this to you um in a way that has convicted my heart. It's put a fire in my belly right. to continue the work that he started. Yeah. Um, please, Father, do so. You know, I'm willing of a willing heart. Please just allow me to continue to serve for your kingdom because that's all we've got. You know, what else have we got? We might think that we've got everything. We've got the house, we've got the car, we've got the wife, we've got the husband, we've got the kids. We, we may think that we've got this like perfect life, but ultimately that can all be taken away like that. And one day that will be gone. You know, right. it's that isn't forever. That that's a blessing of doing his ways that's like that that's life now and that's like a blessing of doing life but ultimately like we're called to a bigger purpose for that you know we're called to like a much bigger purpose and one day when we're in that kingdom you know we will be like thank you god that i tried my hardest you know imagine turning up to an exam that you hadn't revised for you hadn't studied for you had nothing about and you all you were told is like couple of airy fairy lines that were going to be in this this exam or this essay like you would feel so unprepared you'd feel flustered you'd feel down you'd be like why didn't I prepare more so yeah my whole aim of this is to just try and encourage people and really ask yourself you know are all of your life choices and I mean like your family your area that you live in the fellowship that you're attending are they aligning with you as well and that's what you have to ask yourself and just if they are great but could you be doing more just continue to ask yourself that you know and you can't go wrong you know praise you what have you found for me i'm <laughs> just i think what would be nice to to um summarize uh, i've been in ecclesiastes for a, for a couple of weeks and um yeah just towards the end now all has been heard here is the conclusion of the matter fear god and keep his commandments for this is the duty of all mankind. Amen. Um, yeah, so Ecclesiastes speaks a lot about the fleeting nature of this earth and this world. Uh, obviously, it's written by Solomon in, in a contemplative uh, state. Uh, he's seen the goodness and everything the world has to offer. Yeah. And it, uh, obviously, it's all vanity. Everything's vanity under the sun. But his conclusion is fear the Lord and, and do his commandments. For his that's, commandments. that's what we're called to do. And um, yeah, I hope that... Uh, I know, especially for myself, this will be a reflective one to to get back on track on certain elements, and um, I guess that's the heart of it is to help people come back in alignment, but yeah. not in a Gestapo way. It's like that's it's it. out of love, in the spirit of gentleness. I'm hopefully pulling a few people that are just going hovering near that ditch. You know, just just don't go down it. Right. I've been down the ditches before, <laughs> and there's nothing there. I'm telling you, all that's down there is a few dirt. worms, a few crabs, a few <laughs> little. Mystery snakes. <laughs> snakes, you know, just just don't go down the ditch because ultimately, um, what lies ahead is um, it's a lot, it's a lot greater, and it will fulfill you so much more, and you will you, you won't regret giving giving you your all, you know. Love that. Uh, I think that would be best place to close off. So, um, as Beck said, I, I hope that this is um, uh, I hope this is an encouragement. Um, everything that we've shared has been shared in love. And um, again, if there's anything that we've discussed, any areas of um, advice for those who may be struggling, uh, uh, for those who are on the verge, who are, who are sniffing around that ditch, as it were, um, yeah, feel, feel free to get involved and, and to reach out. Um, that's much appreciated. Um, but 
I think that's about it. So uh, again, thanks for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Um, Yar willing, we'll see you on the next one. Um, Bex, I want to thank you so much. Always yeah. a pleasure. Um, and from our house to yours, this has been the upper room. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.